This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, great flick up by Alan Armstrong. Hello and welcome to the Scarf Bagara War. Um, have we got a show for you? Um, normally that's where Nick comes in and we start having a bit of a chat, but you can see Nick's not here, so he's not going to be joining us tonight. He's taking a few weeks off. Instead, uh, I've got I've drafted in someone from the bench because I think I've, I've been told that on a sporting level that's where he's always been, apparently. So I'm going to draft him in. Uh, it's Steve Wright. Hey up, mate. You all right? Hey up, Russ. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. Bench, um, I don't know. I'm on the bench at the moment. Crikey, all right. I can't, I can't even break your hands yeah. left, right and centre. So. Yeah. What did you say? Packet crisp hands? Yeah, crisp packet hands. Crisp packet, yeah, packet crisp hands. What's <laughs> what, what, what is even that? <laughs> um, right, cool. I did have an intro for you. I was going to say, I'm delighted to be joined by someone who's slightly less hairy and nowhere near as controversial. <laughs> um, well, I don't, just looking at you, you're not, you're not any less hairy, are you? You're, you're no. just less hairy, really. Right, no, should we? Uh, we've got a, we've got a stellar guest lined up for you tonight. Um, uh, but let me just tell you, we've got some details later of how you can win a Champions 2022 County Homeless Ghost Print. We'll do that later on, uh, featuring our guest. Uh, it's, it's Jordan Keane. Everybody knows it's Jordan Keane, don't they? I mean, I did a big like thing of, of it during the week. Uh, loads of county chat as normal. Um, so. Yeah, we're absolutely delighted and buzzing to be joined by an absolute living legend. He's won two league titles. He's captained County to a Cheshire Senior Cup victory and scored goal of the season last season versus Needham Market. Um, he's become Mr. Reliable and he's an absolute fan's favourite. Please welcome Jordan Keane. Hey up, mate. How's it going? 
How are you? I'm good to you. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, so yeah, cheers for coming on, mate. It's a real, real pleasure for us to to welcome you to the to the podcast. Um yeah, we've got loads of questions for you. There's there's comments that you can't see, I can see. I'm gonna there's probably loads of comments gonna come through. I'll All just right. stick a load of them up as we get questions because there's gonna be a lot of love for you. I don't know if you can see that on your on your on your on your phone. Um so yeah, we'll just crack on. The first question I've got for you, what is it like being a fully fledged county legend? There you go. Kick off with that. It's, it's an honour to be um, associated with that sort of title, but yeah, just carry on as normal. Yeah, well, you, I, I mean, it's, it's difficult for us to accept that, you know, just carry on as normal because you've you've won the league, you've won the two titles with us, and as a fan base, I mean, you, you probably got the sense from it, you know, at the um, at the celebrations. There's a lot of love for you, isn't there? You, how, how does that feel, like uh, you know, the fan base having a, that much love for you? Yeah, it's massively appreciated. I think that was one of the main things coming here as well. Like it was a case of trying to find a home within the football, um, which I think I found as well. Fully took to me, and I've taken to them. Um, obviously, that comes part and parcel of winning, and that's what ever since I've been here, that's sort of what we've done. We've had obviously we had the North, which we won, um, which didn't have to get off to the best of start. End up winning the league. Um, the year after was the First year in the conference, doing really well, um, and was unlucky to miss a COVID scenario on the points per game scenario, which was just bonkers. Now we went into yeah. lockdown, back into uh, the the new regime with obviously and Brian Wilson and stuff. So that was a different event as well. Um, and I thought we obviously had a successful season that season at the playoffs, and then obviously last season we managed to win the league. So yeah, to be fair, it's always been on the up, so I've had many downtimes in the couch yet. I'll touch on something you said there, actually, because it's, it, it's, I find it's crucial. Uh, you say about like finding your home and that. Uh, there's lots of footballers in the past, present and, and what have gone, you know. They haven't found the home, and I find that, like you say, you, you, you find your home with Stockport, but that's probably where you're playing your best football, isn't it? Because of that, people go to different clubs and don't really feel it there and don't don't reach their full potential so it's quite uh and that just doesn't just run in football that's across the board as well you know or every sport You've got to find where you feel comfortable in playing where you supported and like you say i think everyone at counter now i'll reiterate what russ says everyone thinks you're brilliant mate and <laughs> keep, keep doing what you're doing mate absolutely nice one yeah, we'll we'll try not to be too fan fanboy with you. You know what I mean? We'll tr- we'll, we'll try and tone it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So just uh, just going back to where where you are from. You fr- you're from? Are you from Stoke or that that sort of region? So you say duck uh, at the end of every sentence. No, I'm <laughs> from Nottingham. Oh, you're from yeah. Nottingham, right? So are you yeah. are you Forest or Knots then? Funny enough, I was actually I played for Derby as a kid, so like I was. Uh, one going to school, like, all my mates are Nottingham Forest fans, which is obviously they've had a bit of success this summer for the first time in a while. Um, and Derby are on the other side, but obviously, I played for Derby for three or four years. Um, so I went the opposite way, I was more of a Derby fan to be honest, which is a bit unpopular in Nottingham. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, it was a gaffer at Derby when you were there. Uh, it was the first one would have been Paul Dool, 
but it was around that. So I was a kid when they had yeah. the successful uh, amount of points in the Premiership. I think they finished on like 11 points. Right. Um, so I stayed there until I was 16. And then I moved to Wolves with um, basically academy staff. We went to Wolves for like the year before the apprenticeship scheme started. And I went to Wolves for two years and went to Stoke for two years. So I moved around a little bit when I was younger, which I think helped me in the long run because I moved, I moved out when I was 16. Never really went. Back. I stayed at home a little bit, but not like I never really went back home. So your parents did a lot of driving around, basically, before you were sixteen. Taking dad, to... I had a younger brother. What was at Derby as well? And my older brother was at Derby at the same time. So there was three of us within. Uh, so he was up there every night, basically, pretty much Monday wow. to Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday was there as well. They so did a lot of driving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Having had my son, who played for a bit, he played from the ages of. Um, six to 12 in the end and he stopped but even just having one lad do it it's just driving around everywhere it's just a nightmare so i, I big up to your dad fair play yeah. to your dad for that yeah, <laughs> yeah he does the mileage now so he come up to gate whenever i'm whenever i'm playing or whatever he'll always come up after work or on a saturday he'll, he'll fly up it's a little easier now living up here but he'll stay over at mine now so it's a bit easier for him yeah fair, fair play. Fair play. So when you, when you were that young, did you realise, I mean, I know it's a county thing, but we'll just talk about Derby for a second. Did you realise when you were that young how big Derby was, the, the football team? Because they, they they were massive at one point, weren't they? They were massive, yeah. I think, obviously, I was, I didn't go into, I was like 12, I think it was. So pretty, quite late, really, for a kid, but I just thought it was, I remember thinking this, this is a big club. It was all the facilities were brand new back then as well. Um, so it was a different level and I thought, this is massive. But they brought players through as well. So there was always that end goal with Darby. Like they did bring players through the academy and stuff. Um, so there was always that line. Like it wasn't a case of being at, uh, I don't know, up this end, you're not at Man United at the time or you're not at Liverpool, say. But you're still at what had all the best facilities. And they brought young players through. So there was always that. Yeah. It's quite refreshing that you weren't a United fan or you weren't. Well, just United, really. Uh, well, we, we, I'm, 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 I'm a Liverpool fan. Oh, right, OK. Fair, um, right, OK. No, so not yeah. no association to Liverpool. My dad's a Liverpool fan, so I'm a Liverpool fan. Right, fair dues. I mean, yeah, that's not as bad. It's just, I just hate United fans, that's all. That's just that's just yeah. me, though. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just fast forward a bit, and, and we'll probably jump around anyway, because that's what we do on this show. There's no planning. <laughs> we've got some tangents everywhere. Yeah, we've got that. It's got this reputation of doing no research and having no planning. I've done a bit of research, don't worry. Plus, we know you anyway. So, um, you did, you went on that Jamie Vardy Academy, didn't you? What what was that yeah. like? Well, it was class. I went, um, I went to a sign for what Worcester bought me from Nuneaton, and then two months later, they went bust. And I signed a two year deal. I was like, well, where does that leave me, sort of thing. And they sort of just said, like, look, let's just get to the end of the season and um, we'll, we'll sort it out in the off-season. And then, lo and behold, like, Jamie Vardy's academy approached me and was like, would you like to come on in the summer? And I was like, perfect timing. So I got, obviously, I was a free agent going into it off the back of the Worcester thing, which was bad for Worcester, but I was thinking, personally, that's it's great. Went into the Vardy thing, it was just like a, a sort of a case of going back to where you was when you was like, 17, 18, like getting the best stuff. Obviously, I'd been in non-league then for like four or five years. And I thought, right, this is a real chance. Getting the best training at Man City's training ground, getting all the best food, 
the best coaches was getting like my coaches was um Alan Stubbs and his assistant and it was like we had like I think it was four was it three there was three teams of like lads out of non league and we all played at the end of, we played against each other during the week and trained. And then at the end of the week we all played against a different team to like showcase against loads of scouts. Um which was good. It was um good experience to say like sales free agent and stuff. Um, enjoyed every minute of it. Did, did anything come off the back of that? Did you get any, um, any deal or? Um, obviously, Alan Stubbs was my coach, and to be fair to him, like all credit to Alan Stubbs, like he passed me around like a few, like head of recruitment in Scotland, and like a few calls happened there or there. But to be honest, nothing came off the back of. There was a lot of interest from the National League North and teams like that, and I was just saying, no, I'm giving it as long as possible to be like, you're not a free agent every summer, you don't get this chance every summer. I left it as long as possible, but nothing came to fruition. Um, but like I say, you got to meet like Alan Stubbs, who's been a class defender, passed on knowledge. He was like helping me out and like gave me his number and stuff. So it was like, even that alone was enough to come away from that thinking I've had that experience. Yeah. And now, well, we'll come on to managers a bit, a bit later, but now you, you're playing for another really good defender who's played in a League Cup final, Chally. Yeah. What, what's, what's that like in training, learning from him? That's tactically just like one of the best. Um, I think we had it with Jim where like it was so in that attention to detail was like through the roof and Gaff was the same, like cut from the same cloth of like tactically aware of everything and sees everything firsthand. Like he doesn't need to watch anything back. He sees it there and then and like he stores it and you know full well like at half time, full time, whatever he's saying. It's the truth. Like he's seen it, and he trusts. Like he trusts his eye, and he knows what he's saying. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want. I don't want you to put your foot in it or anything. I don't want you to put you in an awkward position. But you've obviously mentioned Charlie and Jim there. What? How does that differentiate with Rusk? Because you know, in terms of are the opposites or or is it the same? You know, how, uh, what was Rusk like? I feel like Rusk was like a um, obviously it's a first managerial job, and may I don't. It's, Training was first facet. You can see why he's got the job of England, like the FA, yeah. what he's got to do. Like his training, his coaching was unreal. And I think I tried picking his brains a few times. Obviously, that's what I want to go into. Like I've done my, I did my B when I was like 21. Right. And I was picking his brains. He's like, his coaching was just, it was too much to even understand what was going on. Like, no to process and think, oh, I could use that eventually. Or I could wrap my brain around that session. As a player, it was like his training sessions were very, very good. Um, but I don't know. You'd you'd have to maybe ask him. Like, I'd I'd like to like sit down and say like see what he, his thoughts were on like the difference between coaching and managing. Like obviously that's what I I want to go into eventually as well. Um, whether it was a lot different to manage than just coaching and leaving it to someone else. But his coaching like you can't question his coaching. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a big difference. I mean, I'm I'm a lot older than you, Jordan. So when I was growing up, it just seemed to be managers. And then what started to creep in then was uh, head coaches. Yeah. So, yeah. And then then all of a sudden now there's 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 kind of like this 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 balance between you've got to be really good at man management as well as the coaching, yeah. haven't you? And your coaching's got to be tip top. Um, yeah. So are you are you man, are you doing any any managing now in terms of like under thirteens or anything like that? Well, before I came to Stockport, obviously I did the season with Boston, but like before that for two years I was with, so when Knotts were in League One and then went into League Two, I, was, I had the under 14, so I would have been like 23 or 4. Right. No, 22, 23, I had their under 14 for a couple of years and I loved it. Um, 
but we, I was part-time at the time and Boston went three nights a week and it just caught a lot. I was letting Knox County down at the time saying like, oh, I can't make Fridays and oh, I can't make a Wednesday, say. And I just thought if I can't give my all to it, then I can't really be, can't be in it because someone's getting let down somewhere down the line. I'm not going to miss football training because I'm not old enough to start prioritising coaching. Um, but it's definitely something now, well, the level what we're playing at, I can't really take my, my eye off the playing side. Um, but like in my head, I've got a time frame of where I think, right, I need to fully start coaching again and go down that route of um, trying to find a career in that. Um, I, yeah, um, I, absolutely. You can't just leave it. You can't leave it there. You're looking for the future, aren't you, as well? Yeah. But it's just balancing your time. And I believe you've got a young family, aren't you, as well? So <laughs> trying to yeah. prioritise everything. Uh, exactly. It's, it's like juggling, isn't it? Yeah, so I was to say this. Obviously, uh, my, my mother-in-law helps look after the dog, but we got a dog, and then we found out we was pregnant like three weeks later, and it was like <laughs> just caught like little cockapoos, wild, like lovely dog, but wild. Well, she got that dog. Do you mind doing this as well? Yeah, you got. The, <laughs> I'm just gonna go out and coach three nights a week. Like I, it didn't really work at the time, but it's definitely something what I'm gonna go into because obviously my little one now is turning three, so she'll be in school soon. Yeah. Um, but like I say, I'll always, I think I'll always find time to get into that. Yeah, definitely. And you, you, you start at a good age. What you say? You, you A for B at 21, 22? 21, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty good anyway. Isn't it? Have, you, have you got ambitions to get to pro, have you? Is that, is that, yeah. the, is that the aim? I've always said that, like, people always say, well, why don't you do your A? Why don't you do A? And I always think, like, you've got to be within a role. To, not that I'd feel like a fraud, I just feel like I want to be within a role coaching and have a team. And then I want to be doing my A while coaching. So I just think I don't want to be going into my A whilst I'm not coaching because it don't really. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's definitely something I'll, I'll go for. But yeah, pros the aim, but um, they're expensive. Some of the ne- the next courses, like the, the, the money bought up with them. So I'd need to start saving for that pro, I reckon. Yeah. But it stands you in good stead, though, doesn't it? Because you're, now you're a, league, you're a bona fide League Two player, aren't you? Yeah. So, in terms of reputation, and and it does count for a lot when you're doing your badges that, and when you're going for jobs, if you if you're a League Two player rather than a, a National League player, and you've got UA for A or a Pro, then yeah. you're going to get more. Surely more more doors will open for you. Yeah, I always think it's who you know, but like at the end of the day, I'd have to back that up. So I would, I would hate to get a job or a coaching role and say like I can do X, Y, and Z, and then when I come to it, I can't do it. So I'd yeah, rights first before going. Yeah, and yeah, I know what you mean. The, the the experience in coaching's got to match the qualification, hasn't it? And the, the time that you spend doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've you when you say it's who you know, I mean, you already know Charlie, and you put you you know in terms of heights of football, but your father-in-law as well is Gary Bowyer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, to be fair, he's always um, he's always helped, like he's always pushed me in that direction. Like he was one of the. One of the people what was pushing me when I was when I come out of full time football after Stoke and signed for um, Alfton part time, he was one of them. As along with my missus, like right, go get your coaching badges done, get them done young while you can, and start coaching. Um, but to be fair, I think he would always help me out coaching wise and point me in the right direction. I like, always pick his brains with certain things because like, there's so many roles within football now as well, where it's like you've got director of football, head of recruitment. There's not just coaches. Like there's a lot more of a wider scale what you could actually do um so it's trying to find the right role within it and pick people's brains to see what they think as well and he's always been like a soundboard for that and any sort of advice within football 
it just never signed me, which is a problem. So that's that's uh, I don't think that would ever happen. No, yeah. you, you any good at any other sports, uh, Jordan? Do you play uh, anything off off se- out of season, off season, bit of golf or? Uh, I don't. I'm not taken to golf, but like I like basketball. Um, oh, done a little bit of boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd say if I was to watch sport or like participate in sport, it'd be boxing or basketball. Yeah, keen boxing guy. I like boxing definitely. You're, you're you're cricket, aren't you, righty? Yeah. Well, I was just explaining to uh, Russ off the show. I said, the moment I, I've done something similar to yourself. I've got. Un- unofficial world record. I passed my level two cricket coaching when I was 16, but I couldn't get insured until I was 18, unfortunately, because I had similarly had an injury. So I thought, you know what, I'll go through it and that. But at the moment, I've just recovered from a broken thumb and now I've just got to go and smash my other hand up. So I might have to have an operation next week. So yeah, honest to God, I need wrapping in cotton wool, honestly. I'm getting to that point point now. I'm thinking I'm 38 now. I think that I think these... uh, Brittle bones is catching up on me. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm 41, and, and honestly, it's like the warranty runs out on your body at 40. It's just yeah. things just start happening, and you're like, what is going on? Um, on a plus yeah. side, I'm not playing cricket on Saturday, so I'll be coming down to watching you boys play. So, the plus side, make Mike's birthday, so we're all getting on board. I think nine o'clock in uh, Stockport Witherspoons, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. So, so, Kino, the, the move to County then, how did how did that come about? When did you first hear about that and how did it how did it sort of pan out? Uh, I just got a call at home. Obviously, I was discussing with Boston, like, what's next sort of thing. And they were just sort of saying, like, yeah, we'll keep you on board. But I, like, it was the first time I was under, like, under 24, where, like, the clubs can just re-engage and you can't do anything. Yeah. But I was like, right, well, I'm going to sit and wait to see what comes available. And I just got a call off... Um, my agent, who I think knew Jim at the time, well, he knows Jim, and uh, he just said, "Do you fancy Stockport?" And I just thought, I just said, "Yeah, why not?" And he was like, "Right, we're going up tomorrow." So we went up, and um, we went up. If you don't know if you remember Ashley Hemmings, he came with us as well because he was going to sign with us uh, from Boston. So we both went up with Kev to meet Jim. We sat and was talking for hours in his uh, office about football and plans and where he sees us both playing. Um, and then I just thought, I remember looking, well, obviously I played against Stockport and seen the fans, but then when I came to the stadium, it was empty, and I just thought, this is huge. Mm. Like the, the, obviously, Jim explained that to the club and uh, the plans going forward. Um, at that time, I'd never thought, like, right, we'll be champions come in 10 months' time. Um, but obviously, they got into the, it was the semis the year before, so I thought, right, if we can add to that, it's a bonus. Um, and I thought the recruit, like, Jim's recruitment, that, was really good um but yeah it came up that that summer and obviously i signed and i think obviously ash went to salford but it was that's how i found out i think i didn't even i didn't take consideration half our way it was obviously the first time excitement driving up to go meet like to talk about a deal or whatever but like, it's not too far but let me tell i was traveling it for like two and a half years and it was it was a long journey but it was two hours plus I was thought, but it came like I got proved like I got the reward in the end. Obviously, we won the league that year, um, and then obviously I had my uh, we had Matilda that summer, and then I carried on travelling. Um, and to be fair, everybody goes, oh, I don't know how you did it when you had a little baby and stuff. I thought, but it gave me two hours car at least every day mm. and back. So, but like, I I often enjoyed the drive, but then eventually it got 
the more the club was progressing, I couldn't carry on driving back and forth and wearing myself thin with that. I needed to get to the next level. As much as the club's moving forward, I needed to move with it. So I couldn't um, carry on travelling. And I think that's when we decided to move up. Yeah. Um, so, so I just, just a couple of things to unpick here because, uh, you know, people who, who watch football generally don't realise the, the operationally how it works as a, you know as as pl- for players as human beings you know you see you see fans of Premier League clubs who just see players as as like assets and commodity almost Th- that that's a massive upheaval on your life isn't it you, did, I take it you had a job as well when you were travelling up and down every the Tuesday Thursday was it yeah every Tuesday Thursday so well we had Monday Tuesday Thursday but sometimes Jim would give me the day off. Um, and obviously, because we did well that season, we're winning most Saturdays. They got most Mondays off. Right. But yeah, me and my little brother had like our own little like dog walking business. So we'll do it. Obviously, it wasn't, but it was a case of like sort of do, we did our own hours and like it was as busy or as busy as what we wanted it to be. Um, but that even that became too much. Like, I'd get back at like eleven o'clock at night after training, and you're up the next day. Um, like going out walking and then like the days when you're training, going out walking, getting back home, having a bit of lunch, getting in the car, traveling, coming back. And then you're not back in until 11, half 11 at night and you've not really seen anybody or spoke to anybody. So like it took its toll and then eventually we just sort of like knocked that on the head. Well, I sort of just passed it over to him and said he could just do it. And I just put on football and had the morning at home with, especially as soon as like George went on maternity leave, I'd, I'd prefer to stay at home with, um, Georgia and the baby instead of going out walking dogs to be honest yeah fair enough fair enough and you just said then you you joined in the season that we that we went up as champions yeah, yeah so it, I think it feels you. like it feels like you've been here a lot longer than that I, <laughs> I was actually thinking that as well I was like I'm trying to trying to do my maths like trying to work it out but yeah 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 so I made it like draws it out a little bit more doesn't it so like that makes it feel a lot longer it does for me anyway yeah, yeah. bloody hell Right, yeah. So, how are the um, how are the lads coping? Well, not so much coping, but how are they dealing with the facts that the you know there's five thousand season ticket holders this year? The bookies have got favourites for going up. Is it taking it in the stride, or are they just uh, not even really paying much attention to it, just cracking on? I think just taking it in the stride. Like I think with the new like it was weird. Like going back to the coaching, like when we didn't have no fans. Like the lads, what had been there under the fans, and at this stage, like we like, probably I reckon our highest crowd would have been seven or eight thousand. So like nothing on what last season was, but we was like, look, like, this place like gets rocking, especially like when we scored, like when we scored important goals in that season when there was no fans. We was like, oh, it would have made it ten times better if the fans were here or the Chilean that was full. Um, but I think lads are excited about it. Obviously, everyone's playing like in front of a lot of fans, and if there's five thousand sold already, and it's a case of doing well with what it was like last year you're selling it out on Tuesday nights and Saturdays it's it's what everyone wants to be part of yeah absolutely no excited can't wait for it to uh, kick off how many days is it now Russ oh I don't know I'll put you on the spot there Uh, 31 (laughs) 31 days I'm not I'm not like a I'm not I'm not you know I'm going to say I'm not a, 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 a date nonce like that yeah, I know, but if Nick was there, he'd probably go 31. And so, so people have countdowns and something. I'll tell you what, Jordan, we'll put we'll punch you this with questions that are coming in. Um, 
Here's one. Um, who's got the best dress sense in the squad? And then to flip it over, who's got the worst? Um, bearing in mind, bearing in mind, we have seen photos of you all out on that end of the season. <laughs> yeah. So just bearing in mind, we have seen you. <laughs> and also bear in mind, I'm 41 and he's 38. So our, our opinion doesn't count anyway. So yeah. The best dress sense. I reckon the person who goes for the most would be Reedy. Uh, he wears some rascal stuff, but he does pay attention to his fashion. Mini dresses. Uh, bright and loud, so always bright colours. Um, but who's best dressed? Um, Ash Palmer. Ash Palmer's always looking nice and smart, like even on like days into training, like you won't very rarely see him coming in back in shorts and t-shirt. Like always smartly dressed. Uh, worst dressed, I'll put myself up there. I'll be honest. Like I don't. This is probably the best you will get off me. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll up in shorts and t-shirt and flip flops, not bothers. Um, and like it's a bit of an effort if I get changed, so it's like I'd put myself up there as worst dresser. Well, listen here, look, right? So, this is uh, something I found in my wardrobe earlier, right? See if you can see if you can guess the player that wore this the glove hat. <sighs> see, he straight over Russ's head as well. It was Mario Bellatelli. Do you ever remember when he wore this? Oh, so yeah. If you, if you have to nip away in five minutes, it's only because I'm just setting off some fireworks in my bathroom, all right? So, don't worry about that. <laughs> 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 well going back to your dress sense you're destined for a life of being being you know wearing tracksuits anyway aren't you if you're going to be coaching yeah, all the time I, so i'm not but that's one of them if someone says that if you're ever going to be in my or tracksuit thousand percent tracksuit yeah yeah so how, how did you, you you got married recently didn't you how was how was getting dressed for that because that's an effort putting them putting a, you know, uh, a on and everything i had one job like if george was there i had one job for that organized the whole wedding and that was to put my suit out and obviously like the best man ushers and like father and father-in-law sort of thing. And I had two years to do it. <laughs> I'd say up until the final week, it still weren't sorted. I asked, asked George for help to sort it out. So like that's where I'm at with that sort of stuff. Fair oh, dues, yeah. fair dues. I, I mean, thought I looked all right. So like two years worth of planning, it works out all right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you explain to me you've got your dog walking to do, you've got your training to do, you've got your driving to do? Oh, <laughs> um, another one's coming. Uh, which fixture are you most looking forward to next season? Um, I would have said if Gary was still at Salford, I would have said Salford, but that's not the case. Um, for me, maybe maybe Mansfield, like just because it's back home, I reckon a few of the lads will come to that. It's localish. Like, the Notts County one away from me was a big one last year and the year before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mansfield's, um, all of them to be fair. Like if it's like football league, it's all it's new. So like every game's a big game. So it's it's a case of turning up for every single one. But I'd, I'll definitely say Mansfield away, and then home games. You're looking at it's. Just, getting the crowds in like there's going to be bigger away fans like Bradford's like Bradford away Bradford at home like I'd imagine that'll be a tasty game um it's just wherever like the, the, the atmosphere is like everyone's playing in front of a big atmosphere yeah are you are, are you or any of the lads well particularly you really are you are you aware of some of the rivalries we've had in the past when we were in the league um in the league, not so much now right because there are some tasty ones in league two to be fair so Rochdale Bradford crew, um, Tranmere, these are all teams that, I mean, 
obviously before your time, we used to play them every season, didn't we? Right, Ian. Yeah, there used yeah. to be big, big crowds. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Used to used to be used to be great, you know. Um, so there's those to look forward to, and we will travel in numbers and just you know because we've got five thousand. I think it's five thousand five hundred season tickets now. We've yeah, sold. I think it's, it's gone through, up. Yeah, gone it's through. Getting away tickets is going to be a scramble for us, and you can, I can imagine near enough every away and being full. Yeah, I can, well, I can really yeah. see that. Our away support's unreal. Like even last season, season four, like we, was going, we went to some grounds and like we took we took over. So mm. yeah, I'm sure it'd be the case again this year. Yeah, yeah. oh, it will we've be. Got yeah. to organise a new mini bus, haven't we? I was talking to Russ about it. Said just we've got to order another one because everywhere's just getting booked up, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, how are we going to get down there? Just got to get the tickets now. Oh yeah, it's like it's like it's worse than getting Glaston. It's worse than getting Glastonbury tickets, isn't it? It's going to be worse than that, man. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be mental. I've got to mention though the just on a personal note, and I've said this a few times in it, the worst away game I've been to, uh, where as a fan it was just horrible, was the Wrexham away. You know the three nil. Try being black. Well. I know, yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine what it was like for you, but and it, I, we weren't we weren't we weren't stood there like berating you lads because you the amount of credit you built up over you know especially you sam ash and ben anyway but the other players as well the amount of credit you built up we weren't i wasn't stood there annoyed at you lot i was uh, stood there annoyed that we a we were getting beat but we just couldn't do anything from a fan perspective because they uh, were just they were just goading us yeah they were giving it burning in the corner yeah yeah they were proper giving that, it and it was that game i remember walking off after that game thinking it didn't feel as no the Chorley game in the Conference North. It didn't yeah. feel like that because then we thought we're done, it's finished. Whereas this, it was still in our hands. So, like, it was a case of like, we just need to do our job and it's done. No, yeah. but Chorley, it was like, poof, we're relying on elsewhere. It's a case of if, buts, and maybes. Um, but no, it was it weren't, it weren't a nice moment being out there on, um, when it was 3 0. No. I interviewed uh, Dave Challoner in in the King's Tap in in, in Stockport a few weeks ago. Um, I told him the same thing, and he said, "Well, it's different for for, for you for him and and, and you as players because you knew you had it under control." For me, they caught us. I was pr- I've been bricking it for weeks, you know, honestly, been bricking it, um, and you, and they caught us. But I mean, it's all, it was all good in the end. And even going on to that Halifax match. I don't know about you, but it felt comfortable. Is it, was that the same for you, lads? I mean, you know, especially when after Collar had scored the second goal, did you all yeah. kind of relax then? I think, yeah, definitely. I think obviously after the the first twenty five in the Wrexham game, we had control. We just needed to score. And I think it would have been yeah. a completely different game. The four key game, I think it was one of our better performances all season. But we just didn't. We weren't scoring, so it was a little bit like, come on, it needs to come. That we need to score. We need to score. We kept bombarding them. And we obviously won that game. And then Halifax, to be honest, was probably the easiest one. I don't know what it was, but I think it was, all, it was just written that we were going to win it. So we all went out there knowing what the case would be at the end of it. Like, it was at home. Like, it was a lot of fans. It was a case of, like, we need to win. And like, we've, discussed, we've discussed this. It's, it's, I'm sorry for interrupting, but it's like the worry becomes pre-match. Yeah. When, you kick, when these guys kick off, it's like the worry just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we, we've discussed this before. And it's like I don't know what it is, but like the, the pent up anxiousness inside of us all is like going 100 mile an hour. And then as soon as you kick off, it's like, oh, you can relax now. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's bizarre. I've never known anything like it. Yeah, I think that's what you do is that like you do that as a player's nerves. And you're anxious about the game coming up and you think, how could it play out? But at the end of the day, like 
you rely on all that all what you've worked on and do your normal job like nine times out of ten we know we're good enough to beat anybody so it's a case of just rely on what you're good on and then um do your normal job yeah, that's. I mean, that, that's what I tried telling myself. You know, we're top of the league for a reason. You know, I'm going back to the, the Wrexham game now and the build up to that. We're top of the league for a reason. If we carry on playing the way we know we can, then it will be okay. And straight after the Wrexham game, that's when we did. It's almost like there was a a switch flipped. But I agree with you with that Wrexham game. First twenty five, we were in control, weren't we? They just scored at crucial times, didn't they? Yeah, and I think a case after that as well because like. We'd gone behind in games before where you're thinking, we'll still win. Like, keep playing our patterns, do our normal, still win the game. Mm. But, like, the, well, the gaffer said on the day, to be fair, it was like, you played the occasion, not the game. And it's easier said than done because, like, there was a big atmosphere. There was, there was a rivalry there. Two big clubs, like, both big, like, well-backed. It's okay. It was all season, like, this rivalry between Rex and Stockport. Um but like if you strip it back and take the emotion out of it, like we went one 0 down, we still could have came back quite easily, won the game, judging off that first twenty five minutes. But I don't know what it's like as a fan, obviously that like probably similar to the staff, like as soon as we go on the pitch, like you helpless really. Obviously fans get behind you. Like I think the Bolton game for me was um I've said this before, like obviously when we went the amount of goals down what we did and the fans were still cheering when the ball like, we picked the ball at our own net, we still had that belief like, well, these could have quite easily turned on us like we like 10 minutes in with it, that's we're getting beaten. It's a case of the fans are still cheering. Um, it's not the night where everybody's planned to be, but I reckon that played a massive part in those then clawing it back and going on to win the game. So the fans do play a big part um, in how they react in certain scenarios. Um, but I'd imagine you lot know that yourselves. Yeah, we, we, we talk about it a lot on the podcast and, um, you know, the Hatters 83 group as well, they, 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 they instill that and they try to drive that. So they've done a really good job last season, probably into next season as well. Um, just picking up something you said there about patterns of play. Is, is that likely to, I mean, it's um, it's a stupid question. It's a loaded question, but are your patterns of play likely to change as you move up to, as we move up into league two? Um, I think your stock values stay like pretty much stay the same, depending on what formations you play. Like every good team have patterns of play and how they want to play and implement what they want to do. Um, but, moving up a league it's into the unknown like you don't know what other teams are going to play how are they going to stop you playing um, but if we stick to our values and what what we're good at then I'd imagine there's nothing to say we can't go on again and do the same as what we did last season because obviously the gaff would have brought the players in that he wanted to match his style of play and, and, and integrate them into an already winning Stockport team aren't they so I can yeah. see I can see it being yeah I could I'm excited what yeah, I'm excited. Are you, are you excited as a as a player, as a long, as you know, one of the one of the four legends, shall we say? Yeah, it's hard not to be like I think, but for us, maybe it's a little bit different. It's a case we've been here a while. It's a case of like enjoying the journey, but like still remember, like you, you everybody's on the same um, level. Like we're all players at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. If you've been here five minutes or five years. It doesn't it doesn't matter. You have to perform on the pitch, so it's getting your head down and getting your head around. Right, we're in League 2 now. There's different opposition or challenges. There's more players coming in. There's different competition. Um, and I think that's credit to us for like, doing that for like, the players who come in. It's, it's a good group. It's a welcoming group. Um, but like the competition is rife at the minute. So it's a case of getting your head down and thinking, right, I need to compete. 
yeah, yeah. And and I guess waiting for your chance as well, which which I'm sure a lot of county fans hopefully would agree with me. Every time you've got your chance, you've took it. You're like Mr. Reliable, as I said at the top of the show. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think I've, well, I don't maybe sometimes I think people come across too nice and too patient to wait for your chance, but I think you've got to be ready when you come in. And I feel like I've done that and proved that. Um, well, like for me, like I'm always looking for, like, I want to be playing 45 games a season. Um, and I know that I'm good enough to do that. So it's a case of now me proving that and um, doing it this season. That's one of my goals. So you're happy with uh, Barrow first up? Because obviously we'll, that will reunite you with uh, with uh, John and uh, and uh, Bennett, won't it, up front? Yeah, that'll be fun. I reckon um, I'm right because it's just one of them. Like With Ruins and Bennett coming back, It's um, it'll be a good game. I'm not into none of that. Um, it was like with Warby and stuff. Warby loves a chat pitch. Like when he comes back, like he loves having just like obviously I have mates with Warby and stuff. But it's it's one of them. Like when you go on the pitch, like it's all forgotten. Like it's just eleven v eleven. Like, yeah. You know, there, it's a case of just getting the job done. Um, does he try and get your? Did he try and get in your ear? Because I know with cricket, with being like a batsman and stuff like that, you get a bit of chirp around the field and that. They get try and get in your ear all and that. Is that the same when you're on the field, or is it just that down to certain characters and that? Uh, it depends on the character. What I like, I know, like Warby, for example, like he'll just like try like have a full blown conversation with you, and I think he's like players can do it because like they can switch off and like go into that just drift into different areas. But defender, like you, you're on your like you got to be on your game, you got to be focused. Where yeah, yeah. Warby and certain attackers will like, try have a chat with you and like just try get anything to put you off. Like it's clever in a certain way, but like as soon as you buy into it, like they'll be gone the other way, and you're thinking. They sold me there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep switched on. Absolutely. That's top. That yeah. Trying to trying to have a chat with you. I just wonder if um, if if our strikers do that because obviously Paddy Madden's very experienced. What, what's Paddy Madden's um, sort of? Has he got any tricks that he does as a, as a striker? Do you know? Because because you, uh, you'll, you'll you'll defend against him in training, won't you? Just runs right, like <laughs> like you won't want to play against him because it's. I put him down as like he'll. He wouldn't give you a second. Like, I know it's, it's silly, really, as a start-off. Like, you're thinking some strikers will let you off the ball and like you'll break out and you think they won't they won't chase or they won't press you back. And it's that is one of them. He will chase you down until he even wins the ball back, gives a foul away, or he takes you on the ball. So it's a case of, like, he'll just keep chasing. And to be fair to him, he does it for 90 minutes. But he doesn't blow up. That's, I, I, I can't see him like, having little chats with uh, defenders, but he, I think he's just one of them. Like, he knows... He'll let the centre off out there and for a game straight away. Yeah, the the, the engine that he that he must have on him as because what is he? He's in his thirties now, isn't he? I think. Yeah. And he, how fit that how fit that lad is. I mean, he was my player of the year, um, and I voted your goal for Needham Market as well, goal of the year. We'll come on to that in a second. So he was my player of the year because his work ethic, like you say, is just off the chart, isn't it? I've never seen anything like it in, in you know live. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's. It, it's, first, it's top. It's top level, and there's a reason why like, he's played at the level of what he has. And I think it's uh, it leads by an example in a certain way for like, well, if Paddy Madden can do it, and Paddy Madden can run around for this amount of time, and why why shouldn't another person be doing it or a yeah. younger lad doing it? So he's yeah. far really high in that regard. Because because we are getting now. I mean, we're in we're in we're going into League Two. We're getting into it might sound stupid, but in terms of football and the pyramid, we're getting to the right top end, aren't we now? Of the best players in the country, 
you know, the best 72 teams, 92 teams in the country. So, yeah, Paddy, yeah, it's just, it's it's phenomenal um, how, how good you lads are at the game. It really is. Um, Reminds me of my work ethic, trying to get to the bar in the Cheadle end. Good <laughs> <laughs> see me. Sneaking out of queues like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's a nightmare, isn't it? It's, that, that's the thing, right? When, when we were in National League North and it was... You know, we're getting two and a half, three thousand. You could get, you could get a pint. It was quite nice. Now it's an absolute nightmare. But it's good because it's full. But it's a nightmare because, because it's yeah. bad. So, so wait, when you joined, then I mean, a lot's happened at the club since you joined. Um, yeah. What, 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 what are the main differences you can see? Obviously, you were training two or three nights a week, and now it's full time. And what's the biggest changes you can you can see? You know what people ask us quite a lot. It's a case of like until you sit back and think about what's happened and where like what you've been doing and it, it weren't the case obviously I moved up and I, dri- I ended up driving past where we used to train like at um, St Paul's school by Wivenshaw and I remember thinking I used to travel this far to train on a, a 4G for an hour and a half two hours Tuesday Thursday night and now it's the case of, like we've got the best facilities you could possibly imagine for our level and probably up to the championship and I think it's just a case of just rolling with it and like enjoying it and then when it obviously it it's going to come to an end one day and it's a case of then I'll probably look back and think Poof, that was the journey you started there and you finished there and everything in the middle but there's been a the change in the, the training ground it's a case of like we used to wash our own kit it was a case of everything's just polar opposite and but we succeeded at both so it's a case of we like we've made the most out of both scenarios which is good like we know how to do it on a an hour and a half like if you spoke to Jim um, we'd do shape and like a lot of part-time clubs and the players would be like why are we doing shape we're only here Tuesday Thursday why are we doing tactical work but like everyone knows the importance of it so like come the end of the season that half an hour every Thursday night or every half an hour every Tuesday Thursday that adds up from the end of the season that's probably why I won the league so yeah I don't, it's hard to pin one yeah. like one main difference like there's a there's a massive difference in where it started and where it is at the minute. And I, I'm sure if you spoke to the owner and the director and stuff like that, they've probably got bigger plans coming forward. So it's a case of just rolling with it and enjoying the ride, I'd imagine. With like for the fans, it must be surreal seeing where it was. Like obviously now, obviously I joined Stockport in the Conference North, so I take Stockport at face value in the Conference North. Like Conference North club, like I'm a Conference North player at the time. But it's not until you learn the history and like where the, where the club has been and Whatever, like say you support them for 25 years, you, you fans are used to football league championship, and I was used to them being in the conference north. Now we're looking ahead, whereas like it must be exciting and a bit of relief to see that the fans are getting that back. Yeah, yeah. We often quote um, a James lyric: "If I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor." Yeah. And we have we've we've seen we've seen the I you know I, I, it's 31 years I've been watching county. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm 41. God, that sounds depressing. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I've been I've been watching them that long, and we you know I've seen the championship days, and we get we get a bit sort of we get a bit. So a lot of fans get a bit um, snooty about it, you know. Oh, we we we, we should be in the league, but we, we but we were down there for a reason. We, yeah. we 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 consolidated, we we built it all up back with Jim, and then stock came in because of that and invested, and it's. You know, I'm I'm really pleased for you players as well because you're get you're getting you're like a chef at the at the at the training ground. Even when I'm pretty sure, even before when we were in the league, we didn't have a chef at the training ground. Yeah, honestly, like, credit to Simon. To be fair, credit to Simon, credit to Mark. What are they putting this uh, 
stuff in place and it's a case of like I'm sure Mark said plenty of times Simon said like we're preparing for the championship now so we may as well put it in place now so we're not panicking and yeah it's three four years in the championship right we've got to do this we've got to do that foundations have already been set like the club know where they're going and it's being backed and it's being well looked after in that regard yeah yeah I think I think someone said I can't remember who it was that uh, said that the the infrastructure's got to match the results on the pitch and they both got to grow together yeah um a bit like, I mean, weirdly enough, a bit like your coaching career and your playing career, you've got to build up that experience of coaching. And as they'll, they'll both like turbo boost, won't, won't they? Or go in parallel as, as you get older. And then yeah. when you leave the game, you'll be ready just to step into a coaching role. I would suspect. Yeah. Um, it's the little things that make the differences and the little attentions to detail. I think, yeah. like, like you say, a chef or certain ways of passes a trade, I, I think, yeah. You've got to gear up for the long haul, haven't you, really? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, over, like, like other teams, other lads might, if, if we were to focus on you know, like, people might look in and say, like, oh, they get too much, the the big time, this or that. Like, take, for example, when we got the flight to Eastley, it's a case of, like, we had so many games within a week, it was cheaper to fly, and we're going to, like, we're going to win the league, like, it was a no-brainer. Mm. Where, like, other teams and other players might be going, oh, they got this, but like the chef, the X, Y, Z, but like for our group, they're that grounded and humble, like it doesn't matter, like chef there or not, like it's just a case of, like I said, just rolling with it and taking for it what it is at face value and not an abuse, not abusing it for one, and just uh, appreciate it from what we get. Well, if Shelley and Stott want to go in for a player, and then they go, and then these two clubs going for the same player, then. Come and have a look at this. Look at this lovely training ground we've got here. Look at this. We've got oh, look at look at the potential we've got to match these play these players and these teams in higher division. We're obviously yeah. going to go for that. It's an attractive, it's an attractive club to play for, isn't yeah. it? You know, like even like my opinion, it's own, but like then you've got the ground as well. Like all the all the stuff what's happened to the ground, like all the, what they've done to the ground, like the, the outside, the inside, like the all the bars and stuff are brand new. Like it's very unless you go into the championship games like your ground like your, your ground and training ground isn't going to be at that level i'd imagine mm. like you say like when you're going in for a player it's a case of like all right come and have a look at this this is what you get and it's no one can compete absolutely absolutely no um, let, let's talk about your goal then uh need a mark i mean you scored a few haven't you you know it's not, it's not, just, it's not just the only goal you've ever scored but i mean what a goal i mean I, Someone, someone's written in to ask a question. They, they, they private messaged me and said, um, they said they, I'll, I'll read it out, right? Um, when you hit the shot at Needham Market, did you really think it was going to go straight in, straight away? Or did you just hit and hope and it came off? Is it the best goal you've ever scored in your career? Um, did I know it was going straight in? Yeah, like I was shooting to score. Like I'm not going <laughs> to... Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Else on, like I'm shooting something. I think um, I think it was Reedy at the time because obviously I, the ball got transferred. I stepped in. I, I think Reedy was like making a run, but he said shoot, which is very rare for a striker to say shoot. So I just I shot and like just instinct. I thought, and I, as soon as it left, I thought I'd like very slight stereotype. But I knew it was going in as soon as I um, connected with it. Reedy claiming an assist, probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's a good goal, mate. Good goal. Um, 
just a couple more things then, and then and then we'll let you go. Um, I'll let you go, Myva Sam Minion. Um, what sort of music are you into? We ask, we ask this everybody. What sort of music are you into? Um, so you know what, like, <laughs> my missus takes bass because whenever like my music knowledge is atrocious. Like you could put a song on now, couldn't tell you who sings it or what it's called. Any song, and uh, to be honest, I'm. Just, I like music, but I would never go to. I wouldn't go put music on. Like when I'm driving, I'd rather have a podcast on or. Oh, look at him! What a charmer, isn't he? What a charmer! I do enjoy music. Like don't get me wrong. Like when we're out, like enjoy like listening to music. But I don't have a type of music. I don't have a, a preference. Um. So yeah, I can't really. I can't really help you on that one. Fair dues, fair dues. You know what we had? Uh, we had Sam Minion. I always tell this one when when we get someone from the club on. We had Sam Minion on the on the on the podcast. In I don't know, whenever Sam Minion joined, yeah. that was probably I don't know, fifteen years ago. Um, <laughs> and we said to him, "What what what music are you into?" And he just straight away went house music. Yeah. And I was like, "All oh, right, okay, house." Yeah, he went, and he went, "Yeah, I've even got a tattoo." And then he showed us like his house music. Have you seen his house music tattoo? Yeah, he's got some weird and wonderful tattoos. He ended up getting a. Um... He's got a dog tattoo. You'll have to show you. He's got a dog tattoo there on his arm, um, which he got in the summer. So he's got weird and wonderful tattoos, yes. Nice. Yeah. And you, and just, it must be a running theme in the club that people don't like music. We asked, you know, Liam Richardson, the media guy. Yeah. Can't we? We asked him if he liked what music was he into, and he just went, I don't even listen to music. And I'm like, what is, what is going on? What is going on with all these people? Bloody hell. Um, who's your best mate in the in 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 the squad then in, at the club at the moment? Is it Sam? Uh, obviously, we've got like Sam Ash. Obviously, really like we've got a close bunch. Starty like it's very weird. Like before I came here, like going back to like finding like home within football. Like, I was very much like tunnel vision. Like I'm going, I'm coming to football like to do well. Um, didn't really take that much notice of like the social side and uh, getting to know like people might say I'm miserable or whatever. I just thought like right, I'm driven. Not here to like make pals. It's a case of like do well for myself and do well for the club and see what happens. Or like I'm, I'm a nice guy and stuff, but that's just the way I was. Um, and then obviously when I've come here, like gradually, like if you ask the lads, like first season, like very much like a um, standoffish type type of person. Like, I'll wait and see. Like I'll stand back and assess what I think. Right, I'll go plant myself in that circle. Or but like yeah, definitely like obviously. The original group, which like we still go on like night out together and stuff, like you've got Walks, um, who came from a wedding, you've got Warby, Bully, uh, Adam Thomas, Ben Inchler. So you've got like the original group, which is still yeah. a tight group. And then like we've got a new group, which was obviously formed when we went full time. You've got like me, Ash, Minnie, uh, Reedy, yeah. Stotty. So we was a tight group. Um, but yeah, definitely like when you. When you say it's definitely the ones like as you would imagine from the outside and imagine with obviously uh Minnie and ash um but yeah we've definitely got a tight group there with um like i say me mini really ash got it i bet it was a rum stag do wasn't it oh <laughs> <laughs> where did you go uh to ocean beach oh well, okay um obviously you might have seen what i got dressed up in for the morning breakfast, I haven't seen that actually. No, I haven't seen that. Basically, got, like a massive gimp hat from head. <laughs> I back. saw that. Yeah, that, that might be the new kit. It's probably just been not been unveiled, has it? You know, I, that's probably the new kit. 
degrees and end up walking like 40 minutes over the ocean side and went for a breakfast at like some bar around there for a couple hours. Then just went to um went to ocean. But talk of the devil now. <laughs> Where's the wonderful times? Yes, mate. <laughs> go on, mini lad. What's going on, lads? How's it going? All right. Yeah, the party. He's been boring us today. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Mate. We've just been talking about his stag there, isn't it? Oh, oh I don't remember any of it. Oh, he's just been telling me. He, he said he was wearing a new Stockport kit. Apparently, that's what he was saying. Yeah, he's oh, kept the uh, he's kept the costume as well that we put him in for personal <laughs> use. I don't know what he means by that. That's what we could <laughs> auction it off. Yeah, you probably make do. a lot. To be fair, he's still he's still full of sweat. Apparently. <laughs> oh, oh no! Horrendous. <laughs> What is going on? Oh dear. So what have you been up to, Minnie? Not a lot, really. Just getting back into the swing of things. Obviously, um, summer went very quickly, so we're just back in pre-season, aren't we? Just yeah. crafting away. Um, so, yeah, just trying to get my uh, lungs back, really. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Just saying, I'll be down watching you boys in a friendly on Saturday because I can't play cricket anymore because I can't catch. Yeah, I can call that on the start, yeah. Been watching yeah, I've been watching it on. <laughs> Have you been all over it? <laughs> Best friend in football. I thought if he's not said me, I'm walking off. He, he didn't explicitly say you, did he? <laughs> oh, let me guess. He's not out of the fence. He's got splinters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you two anyway, lads. Yeah, Thanks. good. Yeah, good nice to see you. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> And that's what makes her all there for. They crashed yeah. everything, in it. The little leg. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. I love it. So do you? Do you all sit? On, you and you're having having dinner at training. Do you all sit? On, do you all sit together on a different table to everybody else like that, or is it? Uh, no, well, well, to be fair, last year it was me. Uh, we had a seating plan, obviously, because of COVID. Oh and yeah. Me, Minnie, and Reedy were the only ones what end up sticking with it. But now we're on a big table with um, most of the lads, so it's. Very welcoming. Very good, very good. Right, we won't keep you any longer, mate, because it sounds like you've got stuff to do. Um, just cheers so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to come back on if you want another time. Maybe get maybe tap up Sam to, to uh, reply to me messages, because I, I want to get him on as well. Sam, is um, you know, you know, Sam? He plays this Mr. Nice guy. I know, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> And he's not that famous to not reply to messages either. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, a very good point. Um, but it, no, it might be a good one to get a um, a group one together, maybe of um, all the the older lads as well, like the um, ones up on the north or whoever. That's yeah, it. well, it's, I know you're going to Basque on the 24th of July, this 100 club. Yeah, I think what I know of it's me, Ash and Minnie, so I don't know if anybody else is going. Well, there's loads of other players, obviously ex-players, um, and me and me and Nick, not righty, me and Nick are going to be like um, presenting it and things. So it should be oh, yeah. it should it should be a good night. So I'll I'll meet you there. Um, but yeah, um, if if we can sort it out to get you know a few of you on, um, I've got like a bar in Stockport in, in the back of my garden. This this bar here, we could all get in here and I'll provide yeah. the beer. And we can he's do posh, George. He's posh. Bit posh. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I've just worked hard, righty. Like, like, <laughs> unlike some other people, you know. <laughs> I don't feel like I've worked all this year at all with injuries. Oh, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll pass the message out. See how many numbers we can get for it, so and we'll sort one out. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really good. 
Cheers for that. Yeah. Right. Cheers for that, mate. I'll, uh, yeah, stay in no, touch. We'll... Speak to you soon. Cheers for your yeah. time, bud. Nice um, one, John. Cheers. Oh, Bye nice. now. Bye. Nice one, mate. See you in a bit. Yeah, we go. That was good, wasn't it? Decent, that one, anyway. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I like um, I like things where the ab live a little bit. Where obviously Mini comes in and stuff like that. I love, I love just curveballs being thrown in. Yeah. Adds to it, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. It's good. It's funny because I, 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 um, I didn't, I didn't, I had no questions for, for Mini. It's like, what, what do you say? What do you ask him? Yeah, we'll, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get him on at some point. That'll be good. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. As I, so, as I yeah, say, so you've, you've heard today about the uh, the statue. And uh, and it's been it's been given to a designer, isn't it? Uh, Hannah Stewart, isn't it? So he's going to be doing the uh, yes designing of the bronze statue of the Danny uh, Danny Bagheera. That'll be good, won't it? That'll Hopefully. be good. When it's built, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a scarf around it and then take a picture. The scarf Bagheera wore. You see, what? I already planned that. If they'll let me, that's almost that. like you start tradition off there because that would be like an initiation for a Cali fan, young up and coming Cali fan. Scarf on, and that's your initiation. You're in. Yeah. Like oh, it. we didn't ask. We didn't ask Kino about initiations. Oh, stupid. Forget stuff. Forget stuff after. Um, um, do a bit of admin. Um, okay. Bask on the 24th of July. 100 Club book launch. Um, by uh, written by Phil Brennan. I think they're all sold out. The tickets, so you can't get tickets anymore. Completely sold out. Um. Have you been to Basque? Oh, you wouldn't have been to Basque, would you? Because you you love you love live up in uh, where do you live? Just Northern. outside Blackpool, yeah. Oh, Cleveland's is it? Yeah, that's the one, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so not yeah, longer moving, not for longer moving. A bit, bit closer, just just outside Preston. Oh right, yeah, a little bit, a little bit closer, but whereabouts? Just outside Preston, Garstang, Kirkham, Kirkham. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So good. that's filed. That's AFC filed territory. No. Literally, yeah, about down the road, yeah, from there. So I've got a few mates yeah. who are AFC foul fans who like to give it a bit of that, but and talk yeah. about Charlie and stuff. But do they really know about football? Not mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I used to drive through Kirkham on my way back from Wharton every day. Yeah, fair yeah. Is. What's the shit on? <laughs> Wharton is not Kirkham. Anyway, let's just move yeah. on from that. <laughs> uh, so that's that. So you can't get tickets. Twenty fourth of July. So if you go to that, you'll see me and Nick. We'll be. Uh, we'll be. I don't know what you call it. Anchoring it presenting it whatever there's loads of um loads of ex players there and as you were Kino uh Minion and Ben Hinchliff will be there as well I think uh, I think that's what he said uh Jack Taylor's fighting on the 22nd of July is his sixth fight um it's like a an up, upgraded white collar um Your boxing best. match mm-hmm. yeah event he's a big county fan um so if you want to go watch that you can uh, if you just tweet at jack underscore taylor underscore underscore and get in touch with him he'll sort you out with that and then the hatters half marathon 4th september um pretty sure you can still sign up to that go to hattershalf.co.uk um we can we're going to do a competition next week so i've got dave conlon coming into the county arms next week I'm pointing up in the air for those listening on the audio podcast. I never knew what you're never knew what you called your bar. So it's called the County Arms. It's called the County Arms. Yeah, there's a little yeah. video I put on YouTube that gives you a bit of a uh, a bit of a teaser of what it's like in the County Arms. Not that anyone's interested. I just thought I'd do it because it was fun. Um, so you can go and watch that. Um, so yeah, so Dave's going to come here next week 
we're going to have a real chat about footy and coaching again and tactics and things like that because I'm a bit of a tactic nerd. Um, and yeah, we're going to do a whole ghost print so you can win the latest Champions 2022 print from Homeless Ghost Prints. Go and have a look at that because um, it's really, really good. And Jordan Keane is on it. So, and all the all the team from uh, from from the season just gone. Um, and then the week after that, we've got Ben Whitfield. So, you know, happy days. Have a chat to Ben. And then the week after that, Chris Beaumont is coming on. There we go, legends. Yeah. So, well, if you're saying stuff like that, though, you, you look at, you look at like. Um... MSH and obviously Whitfield who've injured for a lot last season, weren't they? So you, yeah, even yeah. when you're saying stuff like that, they're almost like new signings themselves, aren't they? I can't yeah. wait for this new season. It's going to be so good. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, like with Whitfield, it's, it's, it'd be a good question to ask him. You know, he, 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 he the last game he played, I think, was the Bolton match away. That's he scored. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But when he come back, he just couldn't get it back into the team because of how good we were doing. It's a good question to ask him, you know. Yeah, you know, you have to get his head down, like like Keane said, you get your head down and, and, and crack on. Um, so yeah, um, we have been asked, uh, has Wrighty got an LP? Uh, because Nick normally does. No, so, I've, I've not. I've I came obviously with a little bit of a, a bit of show and tell with the old Marrow Balatilli hat, which uh, which is here, you know, nice. Might uh, and other than that, no, I'm not really, I've have no LPs, I don't really. I'm a Spotify guy. I'm not um, not retro enough, I, I believe. So, um, but yeah. But if if you're gonna go into my genre of music, I'm a bit more into like electric electro dance. Probably that's probably all right. Idea. That's probably my genre. If I'm gonna throw some shapes out there, which doesn't happen often, really. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. Posting some shapes on the DF. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, I do like a bit of EDM myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do like it, especially when it's mixed with some of the classic like pop tunes of the nineties. Yeah, a nice yeah. blend of retro and EDM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As you, as you can imagine, I'm an absolute cliche. I mean, mine's mine's Indian Britpop from the nineties, uh, and I went to Nebworth a few weeks ago to watch Liam Gallagher because that's my scene. So, so yeah. yeah, but but I do like EDM, bit of post rock as well. Anyway, we're not here to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> we're not here to talk about football. Uh, oh, we're not there. About <laughs> um, please do like the video and subscribe if you haven't, or if you're on a podcast player, um, please do uh, like and and rate it and all that kind of stuff on whatever podcast player you are watching it on. Uh, I think we're on oh, we're on five likes at the minute. That's pretty rubbish. Yeah. I know twenty seven. So, yeah, please do like it. Let's get those likes up. It helps us with our algorithms and things like that and helps us support the channel. Um, we need to make yeah. sure that Arcade Wow? No, because we're not sponsored by Arcade Wow anymore. There we go. All right, okay. We've moved on from Arcade Delete. Wow. Um, yeah, just push rewind. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's what happens when it's live, you see. That's what happens when it's live. It happens, it? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well, you got a free plug. There we go. Yeah, you, yeah, I'll that. <laughs> a friend of the well, a friend and friend of the podcast. Um, so yeah, we're back next week. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Righty, before we go? No, just looking forward to going watching uh, the preseason game next week at uh, Nuneaton. So that'll be an early train to get into Stockport for nine, but uh, 
Yeah, it's my mate Mark's birthday, so we're getting a bit of a group of us going down together and having a bit of a laugh and a few drinks. So, yeah, it'd be good to see some familiar faces from uh, last season. Obviously, I don't get to see everyone all the time. We've been living in Blackpool, but um, or Cleavers. It's uh, looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the new signings are getting on. That'll be yeah. uh, interesting to uh, interesting watch. I think it's the right word. Yeah. Talking of new signings, I spoke to What a Load of Cobblers um, podcast last night. So Brendan from from What a Load of Cobblers, he gave us a bit of an insight. That video is available on our YouTube channel and on Anchor or whatever podcast player you're using. So that was a bit a good insight. So they 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 were sort of he was very balanced actually, Brendan. But I spoke to Tom from the same podcast for the for their podcast earlier in the day. Um, yeah. They were I don't know. It's a bit of 50-50, really. A lot of people that were quite bitter about him leaving from 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 Northampton. Um, yeah. And they said we've got. They said we've got a really good player. So I think is. I think. I think there is a bit of. I had a bit of a running war on Twitter uh, to to the point where I nearly set up an Instagram account, and I do not do Instagram. <laughs> but I saw how much shit you were getting on the Instagram. I was like, right, that's it. I'm in. I'm in. Dialing it in with my one good hand from like. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were just. They were just on, obviously, they were putting a lot of the comments were to do with the money. Because, yeah. But again, if me and you do a good job in a certain area away from football and you get promotion, you're going to be knocking on the door going, Can I have a bit more money, please? You know, it's, yeah. you're doing well and you're being recognized for the for the job you're doing. So, obviously, he's a very good player uh, and, he's, and he's getting paid a decent amount. If you're working hard, why not enjoy the fruits of your labour of working hard? And I don't get that. So they're obviously bitter because they've obviously he's got to come here on a decent contract. And uh, they started. Um, I tell you what, they started doing. They started posting, taking screenshots of when we were in. Oh yeah. Off. Yeah. So I was like, well, I tell you what, send him a screenshot of uh, the predictions for this year for the bookies, shall we? I thought uh, there's a back and forth going. I thought that oh. got bored in the end because I, I was talking to some people who were. Yeah, normally in the end. So yeah, it's that age-old thing, and it don't argue with idiots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw that thread as well. I just thought unbelievable. I mean, okay, we have been into non-league, but it'll, anybody that knows anything about football knows we're not a league. Uh, we're not a non-league um, football club in terms yeah. of well, we're not anymore. But we're not in terms of you know our stature and and how uh, our infrastructure yeah. and things. So absolutely. Yeah, so it's yeah. looking good, isn't it? Because we've got, I mean, I don't want to name all of the defenders and all the players because I think we're overloaded in some areas. But, you know, when you just think of Palmer, Barkley, Lewis, Horsefall at the back, yeah. uh, Johnson. Because we had some, um, from the Cobblers, didn't we? We had some good feedback regarding Barkley's um, loan spell at Yeovil, didn't we? Sorry. And he yeah, was, um, yeah, yeah. Even they were saying, oh, he's way too good for roles and that. And and he's almost a bit like a bit of a forgotten man. Well, not forgotten, obviously, about him, but he's, he's he's again, really good player, come with good pedigree, didn't he? So, yeah, it's it's interesting to see what they're going to do, whether they loan a few people out or whether they cut the books a little bit. I know there's a few transfer room. I had one, Sully Hill were in for, or Sully Reedy. were in for Reedy, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know if that's got over the line or whether... Well, that'd be good. I think that'd be good. That'd be a good move for Reed because he needs he needs football. He needs to play football. I think. Well, obviously, every footballer does. Um, yeah. But but Solihull are a really good national league team, so he'll get chances to score goals. I think is is the main thing from that. 
What did you make of that striker, that big centre forward from the, the tallest footballer in the... Hudlin. Yeah. I, I... Yeah. I, I just thought, I, I'm a bit... I don't know. I'm a bit old school in this regard because I just think, well, if he's a tall striker, then all you're going to do is play it one-dimensional. But, you know, county fans know. You know, We know better than anybody. Having Kevin Francis on the books isn't just one-dimensional when you've got a player that tall. Um, yeah. Albeit, you know, Big Kev was with us in tier three whereas Hudlin yeah. was tier five so there are levels um the the biggest thing for me not not Hudlin but it was um and I mentioned this a few weeks ago um a Grimsby podcaster was talking to a Wrexham podcaster sounds like the start of a joke that doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> these three podcasters walk into a bar county yeah. bar <laughs> yeah. um and, the, and this this Grimsby podcaster said uh to a Wrexham lads you're just a you're just a pub team that's that's got loads of money, aren't you? Because you kick it out from the goalie, hope you get a throw, throw it in, and then it's like header in the box. I was just like, yeah, yeah it, it's about right. Then you look at how we play, and it's it's liquid football, isn't it? And you know, Kino's got a foot like a traction engine, you know, stuff like you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> all these comparables are great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's good. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, should we wrap it up there? Um, yeah. Absolutely. Do. Do like the video. Cheers for that. Do subscribe. Cheers for that again. And watch out for us next week, uh, Dave Conlon. Um, we have. So, yeah. Cheers. And uh, thank you, Righty, for coming on in such short notice as well. I do no, appreciate no. it. No, I love uh, it, mate. It's good to chat to. It's good because you all get to chat to these people. You know, you see them on the field and then you, you'll even go back to the booze or you go back home, don't you? So it's good yeah. to get a bit of a, a deeper insight into what goes on. Yeah, absolutely, and as well, even when it was the Champions Parade or after the, you know, after the Halifax game, you don't get to sit down and talk to him, do you? It's not um, like it's more like a one-on-one here, isn't it? You know, you're asking him quite, you're getting decent answers, isn't it? And, and yeah. honest answers, it's it's good. There's nothing sugar-coated, is there? I like it. No, it's and that's good. what that's the, that's what we got out of Chelly as well. You know, in the King's Tap, it was a really, it was it was intimate, but there was fifty people there watching. It, it was it was a weird scenario actually, but. Yeah, it was good to talk to him, not having, you know, not having people interrupting and things like that, and getting some really good answers. So yeah, um, happy days. Right, we've I've spoke enough. <laughs> right, <laughs> cheers for coming on, mate, and uh, no cheers for everybody for watching. Do stay tuned next week, and uh, see you later. Cheers. Later. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.